to Background Century is we're excited to dive into another episode. This is even we need we need a, we need a new we need a new tagline. Yeah, you're right. We need a new tagline. Right. And here's what I was thinking. Here's what I was thinking. I'm gonna just jump out of the bat. Yeah, yeah, lay it on me. I'm gonna jump out of the bat. I'm gonna say that part again. I'm gonna jump right out of that bat, and I'm gonna tell you what I was thinking. Background Centuries. Are those your shoes that you left on the floor? Okay. Jonathan? Sorry. Uh, that Was that part of it? Yeah, that's part of it. So Do you have any here ideas? are my thoughts. Here are my thoughts right out of the gate. I know that it's been important to us kind of from the beginning to be inviting, to be welcoming. And there's that homey quality of sort of like a parent scolding a child. Are those your shoes? But it's not too it's not too much of an accusation. It's more of an invitation to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't even I didn't even realize I was doing that, but I think since we're we're so connected on the vibe of this show that it was easy to interject that that bit of flavor to my suggestion. Do you have any do you have anything? Yeah, here's something else I've been thinking about too. In addition to wanting to be inviting to be welcoming to be warm if you will streamlining is also another one of our values that we've talked about at great length uh-huh. streamlining yeah. how about how about this background centuries you're welcome Ooh, i'm gonna jump i'm gonna jump on on my words here and i'm gonna say you're welcome does sound a little pompous is that too pompous i don't i don't want to i don't want to shut down anything that you're trying to do here or you know i don't want to poo poo anything but you know because we, we certainly don't want to be pompous we don't want to well i i don't know if you, i don't know if my mic's on all the way hold on let me see my mic because i did say pompous did i say pompous pompous <laughs> okay well here's my here's my last here's my last one here's my okay. last one i think it's uh, you, you were talking about streamlining this is it background I was thinking there's never ever ever been a a tagline that actually takes away from the title so we're talking about they say less is more that's that's (laughs) that's saving time hey man minimalism is in so it's like we would say without the tagline we would say background centuries but with the tagline we just say background so let's let's get it all in one earful. Let's pretend let's pretend we're starting. Uh, we're, let's pretend we're starting over. Hi, welcome back to uh, Background Centuries. We're excited to dive in. Background. My Centuries. name's Noah. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let's go. Take two. Take two. Hi, welcome. Th- yeah. Okay. Hi, welcome back to Background Centuries. This is Ethan. My name's Noah. Background Centuries. Back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's what <laughs> I like it. Hey, that's hitting in a in a particular place for me that just feels correct. Like a modern art kind of way. Yeah. Like you're and not really sure how to talk about it, but you know like kind of down down in your belly button that it's down in your good. Do you say gully button or belly button? Cuz I like gully button I think a lot better. I've always thought that my gully button is a little bit pompous. <laughs> hey, Ethan. 
we have we have a lot of fun on this show, and we have a lot of segments on this show. Well, to be fair, we have three so far. But I'm gonna break up our established our established rhythm and our established timbre. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something at you because I was I was reading an online article, and by that I do mean watching a video on YouTube. Yeah, tell me what's going on. And it was a video about um, uh, a musical that I have I had forgotten about. Um, but I remember that uh, when we were both in college, we went and saw this musical um, live in the West End, and it became one of our favorite musicals. And um, I was reading this this article about the importance of this musical and you know all the different ins and outs of it. And and obviously the musical I'm talking about is Townhouses, mm-hmm. the musical. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know, just casual it up. Let's just talk about that musical for a little bit. Yeah, because it has so much to say. It has so much to say um, with the musicality of it, and with the message and the story and the lyrics and the costuming, and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's something important to to talk about, particularly now. It's really now. timely. Its themes mm-hmm. are really timely, and I'm sure we won't be the only ones, sort of dipping our toes into this conversation. Uh, but I feel like it's it's valid, still. To, to chime in and, and because it did have tremendous impact on the both of us and it was it was the only thing we could talk about our entire flight home mm-hmm. from uh, from England we so, actually booked another flight to and then from England again because we kept wanting to talk about it that's right yeah we specifically scheduled our flights with layovers to give ourselves plenty of time to decompress plenty of time something I suggest and recommend to anybody who who goes to to uh, consume art. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you layovers. would. I don't think you would be a, a a connoisseur of art if you didn't take that much time after every um, indulge indulgement. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen Townhouses, a brief synopsis: it follows the story of an an elderly an elderly woman named Cindy. Mm-hmm. who has lived mm-hmm. in the same neighborhood for, I believe it's 60, 62, 63 years. I think it was more than that. I think it was a few more. C- keep going. 60. 60. Was it? Because I'm trying to remember now this, the music, and because they, they mentioned it. 66 want You might just want to sing the song. Sing the opening so, song. Just just that just the here, one part with the Here we are, still here. We haven't left in sixty the sixty nine years. That's right. Yeah, it was sixty nine years. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. She, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the course of the the musical itself actually spans decades. Decades. And it's it's a character study on, on Cindy. So there's actually the the character Cindy is played by five different women mm-hmm. stretching from her, uh, her at 12 years old, um, mm. and then it jumps ahead 10 years to her, her early 20s and so on and so forth until finally um, we see her as, as an elderly woman. And w- what this, th- the major theme sort of um, overarching, mm-hmm. if you will, is, is trying to pre- pre- present a, a commentary on on a particular facet of the aging process that isn't often talked about, and that's specifically the uh, the losing, uh, ultimately losing control of one's faculties. 
and the music, the, the, the composer, um, um, Stilbert, he, what, what he Lawrence did, Stilbert. yeah, what he did is create these musical motifs that would gradually deteriorate throughout the mm-hmm. whole musical so that by the end they're, they're almost unrecognizable, but still, um, you can it still le- hear it leaves that. that space for you to want, you know, and, and to remember what was. And um, I do want to interject here and say that this is a musical sequel to a very, very old, very old musical called Village Idiot, where it follows mm-hmm. um, Cindy. A young, young Cindy is actually the the cornerstone of the of the the main character's arc in in Village Idiot, mm-hmm. where him and his soon to be wife will have. Um, Cindy at the end of the show and so it's a cool it, it does span span more than one musical that's right that's right and where they took particular liberties with the established narrative uh, is that in, in this in this successor to um, Village Idiot uh, Townhouses is actually narrated by a a fox you you remember that i'm sure you remember Narr- that narrated well. by yeah narrated by a puppet fox which i think is um i don't want to i don't want to say ahead of its time but it really was you know it was ahead of its time in a lot of ways and um and yeah yeah um i i'm so sorry i believe it's, the actor so- who puppeted it i believe the actor who the puppeted actor- it is up for a tony up for yeah, up for a yeah, up for a Tony Award. Yeah, um, not his name's not Tony. His name is Roni. Um, but I'm so sorry. It's been so hard for me to focus because I just I remember f- oh, for a talent show one time you sang you sang the 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 ballad, "Give Me My Hands Back," and I was wondering <laughs> if it would be way too much to ask for you to just sing a little bit of that right now. Give me my hands back. Oh, oh man! Ugh. This this is uh, is sung by Cindy's um, soon to be late husband Ronald. Yeah, wow, Dustin off an oldie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Give me my hands back; they're mine. And they've always been mine. And keep that's, going. That's the I refrain. think you should keep going with the song. So that's that's the refrain. It, it comes at the end of uh, yeah. Uh, I'll sing a little bit of the first. I'll sing a little bit of the first verse. Yeah, give give us some give us some flavor on that. Growing up, I always thought that my hands would be mine forever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, I, I know it's, it's hard not it's, to cry. It's moving. It's moving. Um, yeah. It's it's hard to. Growing up, I always thought my hands would be mine forever. And as age continues to teach you, you have to learn to let things go. Wow. And that goes into the. Whoever wrote that lyric was very talented. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> obviously, Lawrence. Um, I, I, there, there's one song that I want to sing. Thank you for asking me to sing a song. Thank you for asking me to sing a song. Um, and hey, I'm going to gender bend the role. Would you I'm mind sing, what? Would you mind singing one of the songs from? Yeah, which one? Oh, I sort of thought that you 
You no, I, well, okay, fine. I'll, I'll say which one I was going to say, and then you say the one you were going to say after I say it. I was going to sing Cindy's song um, at the end, right before she dies, where it's, oh, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. I can jump again. Yes, and... Which one were you going to th- tell me to sing? Oh, well, I was going to... It's It's... A shorter one and more for comedic relief. It's to the toilet again. <laughs> okay, no, I, I like your, I'm gonna I like your to selection better. Again. I'm gonna sing to the toilet again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who would have thought I'm at my granddaughter's party right now? Who would have thought that I would not know where the toilet is? Oh, wow. <laughs> Give me just three more minutes, bowels. Give me just three more minutes, please. I don't know. I guess I could go in the shower if I could find the bathroom. The bathroom. The bathroom. Oh, no. Yeah. That was, yeah. And and a, a quick note. Uh, yeah, I, I'm always they, up for, for, for yeah, notes. Yeah, they, well... Actually, about about the lyrics, it's kind of an interesting anecdote. They wanted to to uh, market it to American audiences, so they did they did refer to it as the bathroom rather than the water closet, which is something interesting I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the water closet, because <laughs> that's what the British people say about it. They say the British. Anyway, so let's go into our first segment here today, and that segment is called Pinpoint. And then the music plays. For those who have listened, Pinpoint is the segment where we give you the lowdown on what's going on historically in various cities across the globe. Yeah, and and we, we choose these cities at random. And if we ever find a city that we don't know anything about, we'll be completely honest and upfront and let you know that, you know, we just don't know anything about it. And then we can have a learning experience together. But let me, let me just roll the randomizer right now. Yeah, go ahead and throw that dart in the uh, proverbial dark room. Okay. Ow, ooh, hit my foot. Just kidding. Oh, this one is a good city. This one's a good city. Chicago, Illinois. Illinois? Am I saying that right? It is Illinois, actually. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so sorry. Yeah, Chicago, Illinois. And this is in the United States. Which is just just in North America, and this is a yeah, very west fascinating, of the Atlantic. For those, yeah, this people, is a very yeah. this is a very fascinating town um, because of a lot of its a lot of its deep past and, and 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 huge historical relevance to the rest of of the United States because a lot of a lot of pop culture um, of the time, so to speak, pop culture um, uh, was planted. In Chicago and spread throughout from 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 Chicago, Illinois, and one of the things obviously is their use of stand-up sinks because mm-hmm. pre- previous to the this you know sort of industrial revolution of Chicago in the probably what 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 would you say year-wise? Oh, mid nineteenth century. Mid nineteenth century, yeah, around there. People were dunking their feet and their hands in the same sink, and it, and it would be an all-purpose sink um, that would just be very low to the ground that they could wash their feet and also their hands in. Um, and, and that obviously was, you know, a, a great transmitter of germs. But it wasn't until Jack Albright came up with the idea of why don't we have 
uh, our own discrete sink for for the hands for the hands because the hands are so important the hands are so weird looking and we want them to be separate from the feet um and and throughout you know generation after generation after generation we stopped using feet sinks at all i i don't i don't think i mean i think maybe if you would go to to you know some parts of of maine or even you know places in canada you'd be able to find a few you know foot sinks left in circulation but it it would it would be i think more of a novelty there's a very famous uh there's a very famous pit stop in the trucking route in Mm -hmm. in maine outside of portland that actually still has a foot sink really Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would i would love to get a picture in front of that yeah i believe it's pit stop 52 pit pit stop 52 yeah are you sure are you sure that it was 52 I could have sworn it was in the '60s. Okay, hold on, hold on a sec. Let me. Can I? I'm just gonna pull up a map real quick. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Let's you're gonna see. follow. You're following a Route Five. Right. No, I can see it's Route. It's it's pit stop 69. You're right. You're right. No, no, you're right. Okay, yeah. F- I, see I think 52 was the twine ball. If I'm not, yeah, was the twine ball. Yeah, so the giant see. twine ball that actually it got Maine on the map. Uh, mm-hmm. It's in Ripley's Believe It or Not, the largest twine ball. It, they have they have the world record currently. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Somebody set it on fire a few years ago. Tragic, tragic. So many lives lost. So yeah, the foot sinks, the popular popularization of of hand sinks, the the standing up sink, came from a place like Chicago, and that's just one of the things. That's just one of the the cultural touchstones that stemmed from Chicago. Do you have any other? Um, any other fun fun anecdotes that you would like to share about Chicago? Because I know that you had spent some time in Chicago um, a long time ago. You haven't visited recently because it's so far away. Um, but but yeah yeah share, share share what you what you feel what you think yeah what you know. Yeah. Ooh okay here's something interesting. There are there is a museum just outside of of Main Street in Chicago uh, mm-hmm. in the downtown mm-hmm. area that is dedicated to the development of the the John Muir Trail outside of Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping you would bring this up. I was really hoping this was going to be the thing that you talked about. Go ahead. This is such a fun little nugget. Oh, it's so in good. This, in this museum, uh, it's only $5 to attend if you want to go see it. There are... Five, five uh, Illinois dollars. Five Illinois, yeah. The, the exchange rate right now to Orange County Bells is about it's about like 1.2 so, 1.2 I'd say but it's it's honestly constantly in flux with everything going on yeah so. but so worth it even for the, the so a, worth a little you know spiked rate it's mm-hmm. it's it's so worth it to see when you first walk in at the entrance uh, just opposite the the visitors booth uh, there is a mural that has been preserved and they continue to uh, they continue to um, renovate it and preserve it to keep it alive. Uh, made from, made from the uh, the fine powder of. I have something in my eye. Oh Stand my by. gosh! I love. I okay. That is my favorite rock formation. The I have something in my eye. Um, I because the I found something in my eye, um, which is uh, one word. I know it kind of it kind of in in English it kind of sounds like the phrase I have something in my eye. But the original Latin translation, it translates into floor gold. 
Um, and that's because um, this this mineral, I found something in my eye, um, is um, is very bright and shiny, a lot like gold. That's right. And you'd think that they would just call gold floor gold because most of the most gold comes from the ground too. Um, there's only a few instances of gold f- coming from the sky. So, but yeah. but yeah, they they call it they used to call it floor gold, but now translation it's called. I have something in my, in my eye. Yeah, thanks for that clarification. What they would do is would mix it with water, mm-hmm. and it would create a a paste, almost like a toothpaste uh, consistency. Mm-hmm. And they would use that for for artwork. So there's this mural uh, made completely from I have something in my eye that is o- over time it's continuing to deteriorate because of its its uh, mineral makeup. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they 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 go back over it and and preserve it a, a long way around the barn of getting to the point. It is a mural of these these bears from Illinois mm-hmm. uh, sharing a a water trough with some some Illinois uh, locals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the the people who who lived there many many years ago when it was still rough, uh, largely rural, and not the Chicago that we know today. And attached to that, if you ask any of the curators there, make sure you ask if you go because there's a really fun and interesting little tidbit of history connected to this mural. Uh, that you won't get on the on the regular tour. You got to ask specifically to tell them tell you about the mural. Early on in the development of Chicago, there was a massive population of black bears that inhabited the area, and they continued to cause trouble for the people moving into the area. They kept stealing their beef jerky. Mm-hmm. They keep stealing their Kool Aid. Getting into dance battles with them. It was it was getting problematic. It was getting starting to get hurt. Yeah, and what the uh, the mayor of of early Chicago at that time it wasn't called Chicago. It was called Tippewaga, Mm -hmm. and he was the very very first mayor elected there. And he devised this plan to uh, hire somebody to communicate with the bears for the sake of striking up a a deal sort of mm-hmm. a, a truce. And they did. They, they were able to find a, a local translator mm-hmm. who uh, was, was instrumental in, in orchestrating this, this truce that they created. Mm-hmm. And when they were finally able to communicate effectively with the black bears in the Chicago area, they discovered that they would only make a, agreements with other species Barring a a, uh, a special event that they would hold, that was sort mm-hmm. of this coming together event, and they gave them the instructions for how to arrive at the sacred location where it would take place, mm-hmm. and what they did is they they had to actually f- develop this trail, the John Muir Trail, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that would be the the compass essentially that led them to. The, the rendezvous for mm-hmm. this this great banquet that would happen where they would they would this is a great bear banquet banquet yes thank you for the for the correction there mm-hmm. this banquet and they hired uh, local masons to uh, local templars and masons. local templars 
to uh, to cut out these large stones to create this path, this trail that is still in Chicago to this day. It's it's a it's a part of its protected history. Uh, there's a large gate around it now, a part of what survives of the John Muir Trail, although most of it has has faded into obscurity because Garbage of now. Yeah, yeah, because of uh, erosion, weather. Mm-hmm. As we know, it's very windy there. Many Super of the, the rocks just blew away. Because <laughs> famously, rocks blow away all the time. I, I had a rock outside my backyard. A couple, couple breezes went right through it. Can't find it. Gone. Gone. Yeah, so aerodynamic. Gone. Gone. So... To make a long story short, they they successfully completed this trail. They set the time and the place. It was to be two evenings past the full moon. Mm-hmm. And when they arrived... Which that was the, actually the humans who came up with that. The bears were like, why don't we do it on Thursday? It's, and, it's, it, yeah. But the humans were like, no, we have to do it two evenings from the latest whatever, you know. Chicago black bears are known to be very advanced in their, advanced. their keeping well, of time. I was gonna. I was gonna wait till you were finished, but uh, this is culturally extremely relevant because most of the verbiage we have that we use in our English language actually comes from that that learning how to speak bear. Because before that, our language was very scattered. Very there was a lot of grunts and and there was a lot of uh, wailing and and the the language was not very sophisticated. And we learned a lot of our you know uh, conjugations and and um, verbal skills from the, from the black bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, beef jerky, the, the, the word, actually is a, is a borrowed word from, yeah, direct, from bear speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how this, how this event was supposed to unfold is there would be a representative black bear from the, from the den who would come and deliver a, a raspberry to the the townsfolk or who, whatever species was participating in the event mm-hmm, that night, mm-hmm. they would deliver it to them as a, as a sign of it's beginning now, it's starting. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this particular time, the person who was supposed to receive it misunderstood, and uh, they they were frightened, and uh, the bear ended up. Uh, it, it got complicated. The person ended up losing their hand, but uh, you know that's besides the point. They eventually got the message after that long misunderstanding. Someone came by and mm-hmm. said, you know, hey, the bear is supposed to be here. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. They rushed him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't survive. But He didn't survive. Um, but the rest of the village was... Clerical uh, error. Yeah. They were successfully able to attend this, this, uh, this great banquet, this banquet. coming together of two species. Banquet. banquet. This coming together of two species. And... The the tableau that we have now in this mural that has been ever memorialized mm-hmm. is of mm-hmm. a, a bear and a and human sharing a trough drinking water that they would sprinkle with hay, and this was the the sign between mm-hmm. the bears and the humans that they're two species yeah. learning to coexist because they were rubbing it in horses' faces. They were like, "Look, we have all this good food that you would that you a horse would love to eat, but we're throwing it in water. We're ruining it." Yeah, it and took it was a kinda, really it was long kind time. of bonding over that mutual hatred of horses at the time. That's right. And and then humans said like now we're going to ride you forever. To, That's to right. the horses and they 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 bonded over over that um shared enemy. 
which became problematic in the future when you know horses started started speaking and started saying you know hey guys what you did with the bears and like turning uh, turning against us like that that was really messed up and it hurt a lot of our feelings and we all have back problems now because of how much you guys make us pull and carry um but at the time it was this beautiful like you were saying a beautiful unification of two species um mm-hmm. obviously the past is going to have some some you know some parts that you would want to forget but yeah. but those are those are important parts and and the, the shadows um the shadows are as much part of history as the light is and yeah. and i think it would that's be good. overly sim- simplistic not to acknowledge both halves that's good yeah so that yeah i thought that was a, a fun little tidbit yeah uh that that i learned in chicago during my during my travels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one other uh, fun tidbit about um this is this is a short one about chicago is that uh mickey mouse was actually born there mm-hmm. not not mickey mouse like obviously mickey mouse is a cartoon no um mickey mouse correct. the 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 real mouse that mickey was based off of correct mickerson correct. mouse was a uh, uh, a field mouse and then he was born what would you say 19 19 1910 1910 around then mm-hmm. um and you know became sort of the the, the mascot for for Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, they would all rally behind this this field mouse into war, into into you know anything. And then they domesticated him, and you know uh, tragically got sick and and passed away. But but he lives mm-hmm. on forever, forever and ever. Amen. Through through Stan Lee. Yeah, when Stan Lee in- initially um, adapted the character into a cartoon that would mm-hmm. later become a very very profitable uh, video game series mm-hmm. a, a staple really of yeah yeah of and stanley's and, work and, and i mean because we we don't only remember mickey mouse but we also remember his 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 friend and partner orville redenbacher mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and the and the kid from home alone he was also he had his start on the on the mickey mouse and friends tv show mm-hmm. that would that came after the game and mm-hmm. but but we would we would be missing out on all this media this media empire really if it wasn't for Chicago Illinois right. which that's i think right. that it, that that's so telling of the the cultural impact of a place and a place's people because that's one thing that i feel like we don't talk about a lot is we talk about these places but these places are just a bunch of land you know it's the people that 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 create these these wonderful stories that's right. That's right. Hey, I Noah? just made myself cry. Hey, Noah. Yeah? Do you want to take a trip with me to the pyramids? I would love that. Let me get my spooky hat. It has a bat on it. Let me know when you have it on. I just put it on. All right. A bit of, a bit of intrigue for our listeners. I just came across an you guys, article. You, you keep you keep going. I'll, I'll just do this. I'll just do the scary music under you. Okay. I just came, should I maybe I should. I just came across an article while browsing the internet. In this article, I can't. I won't be able to do that for very long. Yeah. No. It's also I'm. I didn't warm up at all, and so I feel like I'm not putting my best foot forward vocally. Yeah. So I came across this article on the internet. And in this article, 
the the author of whom shall remain nameless for their for their safety. They requested mm-hmm. this. They believe they've stumbled upon the great conspiracy of our time. Mm-hmm. And for the for anybody who has spent any amount of time with children, particularly parents of young children. Oh, I thought you were going to say that children, particularly parents, like ch- child parents, which I've child never parents. heard. Child parents. Child parents? Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I've never... Please, ex- a, ch- a child parent? I don't know. A, is that like... Is that a common? Chi- a child parent is the the legal standing of an individual... 12 years and younger who has legal custody of another child. So like through adoption or through um, like old law, old common law of just like, oh, this child has been living in my room for a set amount of time and I've been giving it food. Therefore, whoopsie daisy, whoopsie doodly doo. This is my this is my son. That is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay, I was I was familiar with that. I just did, I I'd never heard it distilled in 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 that um in that way before. Anyway, go on. That's right. This conspiracy uh that they believe they've uncovered is a plot to completely convert all textiles to toilet paper. Mm, please please speak on about this. As we all know, Textiles are the reason that we have the very easy to access clothing that we do. Mm-hmm. And the idea that they believe they've uncovered this plot is to convert all of that into a toilet paper based textile economy. Why, you might ask? Why? Hey, why? in order to keep from rising to prominence a particular people group that they believe has survived, has, has taken their subsistence mm. from toilet paper. Oh, gosh, that sounds very terrifying and true. What, 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 what people group? It is a, a people group that they believe exists in many locations across the globe that can track their ancestry to these ancient travelers that they believe have ties to the great secret society that we the all moon know. The folk? On, yes, the moon folk. Oh, wow. And they believe that if this people group who can trace their ancestry to the moon folk, that nothing would be keeping them from rewriting history as we know it. Wow. And currently, uh, those people, so the legend goes, in, in various parts of the globe, uh, subsist on toilet paper. Their economy is dependent on toilet paper. So by removing, by removing that, by making it a, a, a more widely accessed Commodity, therefore dropping its value, that they would, that they would move over to their economy would plummet. Their economy would plummet because it would be it wouldn't be worth anything anymore, mm-hmm. and that would send them into a, a recession and ultimately into a depression that would disband 
their their microcultures and keeping mm-hmm. them from rising to power. Yeah, a sort of a sort of Tower of Babel type situation where where um, th- they would they would s- stop finding commonality with themselves and spread out. Um, That's right. Which I mean, in theory, would buy. I feel like that would only buy time, though, because at, at a certain point, we're going to run out of toilet paper, wouldn't you say? Well, that's what a lot of people are are suggesting, and why it's such a a tense topic. That there's there's some on on the one side that are uh, are expressing that same sentiment that you are. That won't mm-hmm. that just mean that we all run out of toilet paper? And we'll have to go to other means to uh, take care of... A bidet. Sure, we could, sure. We could use a bidet. This is true, which many people are, are anticipating that, that outcome. Early adopters, and, yes. Yeah, yeah, early adopters moving over to the bidet mm-hmm. uh, to and, avoid... And starting to wear toilet paper as shirts and pants already. This is true. Yeah, there are they, they're out there. They're mm-hmm. out there, and, and they exist in small, small subsets. Mostly in Florida, cities. you'd say. They've, yeah, th- well, there's actually a very large gathering that happens every year that takes place in uh, the southern tip of Florida. They all get together and, and they wear they wear toilet paper as a as a a projection, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. of the future. Sort of a waving at the future and saying we're ready for you, mm-hmm. we're anticipating you. Which is weird because it, it it's unfortunate because it also coincides with their annual bonfire festival, mm-hmm. and. Every single year, somebody gets burned. Every single year, at least one person gets completely burned head to toe. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. Skin grafts the whole deal. It's, it's, it's this grisly reality that we're living in. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and, and is our reality being puppeted? I mean, Who that's knows? the question, right? Who knows? That's the question. What's, and, and, what's, and your, what's your take on all this? I mean, do you see that being a viable, I, viable theory? I think that it's a lot of talk. And I think it is a I think it is a misdirection. I think that it's a misdirection to ha- even have this be but be what we're talking about right now, because um, the empowerment of these the this people group this this descendant of the moon folk it it exists within them already. It, as as far as like the research I've done, they are aware of certain things. Their numbers are not great enough yet to make any you know real change but i think that what's really going on is the government trying to cover up what you and i know and it is the reason why all this is happening in the first place it's because of our horrible treatment of the moon folk when they first descended onto our onto our great land that's right that's right and 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 the 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 big old peace picnic that we were going to have with them centuries and centuries ago, and we didn't bring any coleslaw. We were supposed to bring coleslaw. And I say, I say we, quote, quoting we as in, like, you know, the h- human, you know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we, didn't, we were supposed to bring the coleslaw. We didn't, and this is, that's, that's an act of war. I'm so sorry, but it's a zero to 100. This is the past mm-hmm. act of war. And, mm. and that is, you know, the first... The first crack that would signal the de- the the demise of any sort of chance of of a of a cultural coming together of the moon folk and and us and I think that that's what the government 
is doing. It's, it's trying to villainize these others. Because mm-hmm. I think that's something that the government's very good at, is villainizing the other. And I think it's a little bit of a smokescreen. A little bit of fear-mongering. That's a good, that's a good observation. I, I think it seems, it seems to me that post-Coleslaw incident... Mm-hmm. The the powers that be have been in this this you know ongoing attempt to put the toothpaste back in the tube, if you will. Yeah. But we all know how how history unfolds. You just you can't you can't hit rewind on the tape. Not until we get the the last chaos emerald. Which still the jury's out. On the Sir, I don't even know if it exists. To be honest, we may have to we may have to circle back to that in a later episode. I just think, uh, I, yeah, we will circle back, but this is what I'm going to leave leave with leave with that. I think Sonic lied to us. It hurts me more than anybody to say that, but I think Sonic lied to us. Anyway, back to back to the coastline incident. Well, our takeaway is keep your eyes open. You know, uh, just be on the be on the alert. You know, always you bring see, coleslaw if you're supposed always bring to bring coleslaw. coleslaw. And if you see, you know, if you see good gravy. A dip in in toilet paper, the accessibility of toilet paper, just be you know be alert, notice. Be, yeah, and that's, and we're not trying to scare anybody on this show. We're just spreading awareness and a, a, a little dash of our opinions, and that's really it. You know, we're not trying to tell you what to think, but I mean, it is why you come to us, so you know what to think. Um, this has been into the pyramids. The pyramids. Dun dun dun. And this has also been our show. This has been Background Centuries. Guys, thanks for listening, as always. And just remember to brush your teeth. Always. And this has been Background Centuries. With your background boys. Noah. And Ethan. Always more to learn. Always less to say. Keep it skippy, skippy, underwear town.